and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 120. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the man behind our reviews, Gary. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Fantastic, Gary. I'm glad you're fantastic. I'm fantastic. So we're doing this new new setup. We are live currently on twitch.tv slash mcfixer. Um, day and date of when we're recording this. So we're trying out this new thing. I don't know if it's going to be permanent. I don't know if it's going to be forever. But it's just something we wanted to test out. We spoke about it last week, myself and Gary, didn't we? Yes, we did. After and the show. I remember. After now. the show, yeah. Because <laughs> I mentioned it to you in Twitch chat earlier. And you was like... What? I didn't know we was doing it live. I'm like, yeah, we did say, oh, don't worry, it doesn't matter. We'll just get on with it, it doesn't matter. Um, so it's just something we're testing out. If you do want to, like, email us, myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if it is something you want to carry on happening. The show live on Twitch, day in, day, as we record it. I will then remove the VOD so um, people can then get it on uh, Patreon. Obviously, patreon.com slash mcfixer, where you can support the show financially. Without your support, there is no show. And I truly mean that. So I need people to really understand. This is just something we're playing around with. We're trying to figure out. Um, we'll just see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's weird having a live chat that's actually moving. Uh, because obviously, our live shows don't always have tons of people in. So we are ignoring the chat to a degree. Gary. Like that. To, yeah, like that. Exactly. To a degree. It's, it's still our show. I don't want the chat to over override us, but we shall see. Um, am I missing anything? Uh, this episode of My Xbox Me is brought to you by Mike Lynch, as always. You can get early over on Patreon for $4 and $3. And we've heard all that crap. You've got it. You literally keep the lights on. Gary. Uh-oh. What What's in your box, sir? What have you been playing? Oh, wow. What have I been playing? I played more Kingdom Come. All right, well, let's start there, because I played a bit of Kingdom Come. I, well. I saw. I was most entertained by your stream of Kingdom Come Deliverance. So, <laughs> oh, so okay, yeah. I um, I played Kingdom Come Deliverance for about an hour and ten minutes, um, and I really, really didn't like what I played. Um, the graphics, for one, was not where I thought they should be. Even for a double-A game, I was expecting quite a a grand... Um, Adventure. Enriched in, in, in world, which, don't get me wrong, again, I'm, I have not left the first the first part of the game. Very important for me to say. Alrin haven't even left the first part of the game. Um, I, I dislike the... I dislike the combat so much. It... It was super, 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 super frustrating, um, but we'll just <laughs> uh, we'll just have to um, talk to me. Whereabouts are you at on this? Right, game? so I have left the first area of the thing last last week when we were talking about it. I was where you were, but a bit four further hours, along. It's about four, four hours, hours it took in. me. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, there's a whole thing that happens, and it turns out that I thought I was in this tutorial. And I wasn't in the tutorial. I don't know what it's like a prologue to the okay. game. Like it sets well, up that the rest of the game. That's what you're on, yeah. You're lying to me. No, I'm not. So then you get to the next bit again. No, like last week. No, no story spoilers. Um, no. You get to the next bit, and then there's like loads of cutscenes and stuff. Like you're in a completely new area, um, and that's when the game starts teaching you how to play, specifically okay. the combat. You're absolutely right. The combat, I, I get what they were going for with the combat. It was meant to be realistic to the time. It was meant to be slow. Everything was meant to be heavy. 
but that wasn't fun. Like that doesn't make for a good gaming experience. Yeah. which is where the problem lies for me. I like. I totally agree with you. I like what they were going for. I just don't think it's executed very well. Hundred percent. Um, I can't sit here and say to you I didn't have fun with what I played. But the problem is, I had fun due to the fact I was live streaming. Mm-hmm. Due to the fact that we were taking the mickey out of what I was doing. I ended up, if you remember that beginning part, there's the gambler guy with the dice. dice. Yeah, I saw that bit. He yeah. beat me in a game of dice, so I beat him up to death. And then the guards <laughs> come chasing me. Which, don't get me wrong, that was fun and enjoyable. But I was literally not playing the game the way it was supposed to be played. And it ended up backfiring on me because you could not run away from them, guys, even if you hide in your house. They don't forget, apparently. Nope. Uh, there's no wanted level in the corner to tell you when they've they've disappeared and you're no longer the drug dealer. Uh, but in this case was me being the... Uh, the murderer. The murderer. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. I only punched him. I didn't punch him to death. I didn't get on the floor and beat him down like I could have done. But, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I have not even touched... I'm scraping the the start of this game, so you're a little bit further in. Does has it got any better at all? Not really, no. Um, like I said, I'm still learning. I'm like five or six hours in now. I know that's oh, not a lot God. because it's because I'm just I'm struggling to find the the will to play, like to actually sit down for an extended period of time and play the game. It's just, it's not happening. Like, every time I think about playing it, I boot up Overwatch or I boot up PUBG or I play one of the uh, other, like, indie games I've got going on at the moment and I just play something else because it's it's not a bad game. It's just really boring. <laughs> like, really boring. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I just... It has potential, but just from what I played, it just hasn't been executed uh, well. Um... But, you know, so do you think you'll finish it or do you think it's going to be one of them ones where it's like, due to you being the man behind the reviews, I suppose you want to review the I mean, game. I'm trying but... to finish it. Like, I might just, I've got some time this weekend. I might just try and put a massive session into the game and just see if mm-hmm. I see if I can, like, make, like, a lot of progress. Because I've heard that there's some parts of the game that are actually really, really good, but I've got to get to those parts. And I want to try and finish it to review it, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you find it? This is not a lot of news this week, Gary. No, no, so I feel no. like we can sort of relax a little bit live on twitch.tv slash MC Fixer for the first back, time. Back. Just, uh. just, li- just, uh. um, oh. if, you're not watch- <laughs> if you're not watching the video, I'm really sorry. Um, yeah, I just, uh, so as a, rev- as a reviewer, how often does this happen that you get to a game that you know will drive views for your channel and obviously the my xbox and me channel yep. you know people want to hear your 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 full review of the game which you are so good at doing reviews and i love the way you put together your Thank reviews you. um is it hard does it get hard when it's a game that you just you're not compelled to play yeah it is um and i don't have this problem often like yeah with it it's if it's a good game or a great game or whatever it's easy right it's easy to just sit down and just sink however many hours I need to into it. If it's a bad game, if it's a really bad game, it's the same. Because, one, it gives me a lot to talk about in yeah. in a review. Um, and two, I don't know, I just get some perverse pleasure out of playing games that are like, really, really bad. Um, as much as I then complain about them afterwards. But of course. Stuff like Kingdom Come, where it's just, like, 
it's I struggle to think of things to talk about when we're talking about it on the podcast when people are asking me questions about like oh how is it it's just because like my entire thing is just it's yeah. it's not very good it's meh yeah yeah okay um but no okay. thankfully this doesn't happen very often so good good um what else what else has been in the box anyway this week anything anything else you want to talk about uh the squad and me went 13 and 3 in overwatch the other night so, the squad and me hold yeah, on hold yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. What, does, what do you mean the squad and me I was, I was talking who's, about who's it who's the squad, the squad and me the squad is basically me and my co-hosts and one of my friends and foxes and we put together a team on Overwatch <laughs> the, the squad and me like Gary's a top class gangster right in, in, he's squadded up with everybody what the in a couple <laughs> of years right we're gonna be on Overwatch League <laughs> probably not but we're, we're pretty Definitely it turns not. out we're pretty good you know wait you plan ranked uh, we not yet because get the fuck out wait, of here then. Wait, wait. We need okay, okay. We're practicing first because it's in seasons, right? So every like every season it resets. One of the guys on our team has already got a has already got ranked, has already played ranked, so he's already got a score. So we need to wait for it to reset before we can all play it together. You don't have to do that though. To play competitive mode, yeah, together to play competitive mode as a six-person team. It's fine. Okay. We need to practice anyway. Although yeah, but you just not. said you were good. That's what I mean. Like we, need, I thought we needed to practice anyway, but apparently we don't. No, 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 no. You just said you were good, but you're playing casual. That's like me saying I'm good when playing rainbow on casual. Casual don't count. Well, we all know it's where the ranks at. <laughs> well, we can't do that yet. Well, you could, but just drop the other guy. I don't know who he is. I'm not dropping the other guy. He's our best player. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. Of course he is. Um, I'm glad you're still having fun with. Um, Overwatch somehow is... amazingly like I know I'm the guy that never sticks with games but here I am it's got you yeah. it's got you I'll, I'll turn it over to I've been playing a a bucket load of um Rainbow Six Siege I am so deep again I'm so deep that I I I just don't know I just don't know that I'm like I play it and I just like I need to play more and I go to bed and I wake up and I'm like I should really play something else. Like I've got a ton of indie games that I've been sent, uh, or I've got a, a ton of other games that are in my back catalog that I need to play. And I'm just like, but I want to play Rainbow. So you know what I do? I power up the old Xbox One X and I play me some Rainbow. And you never guess what? I'm pretty good at Rainbow. I'm ranked. Very important. Very important. Gary, when are you going to get on Rainbow? Uh, sometime between never and probably not. Why? I don't know. I've got my own games I play. But Rainbow, dude, it's the game. It's your game. When's you... not PUBG? I'm done. Look, I think I, I do what I'm done. I'm done with this. You're taking the mickey out of me. Rainbow's so good, dude. I'm, I am. The new operators look so good. Oh, the new operators look so overpowered, and I can't wait to just destroy people. I'm gonna be Wong, Wong, wall banging people for fun. I'm gonna go call it Wong banging. Which You're gonna Wong probably, bang them. I'm gonna Wong bang plenty of people. Don't you worry. I'm gonna be wall banging people for fun with the new character. And ah, oh, just and that new uh, operation outbreak mode. Have you seen the gameplay for that at all? I haven't. No, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen, it looks. Trailer interesting sharp chat um it looks very good sorry i didn't catch that last word it looks very very good um the problem that i have with it is 
I've there's rumblings that it's only one map, but there's like the map takes different scenarios or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I feel like something like that needs multiple maps. It's only meant to be a, a month that they keep it for, which I think it's going to be total uh, bollocks and liars. I feel like they're going to keep it for a much longer time. I just, I love it. I love it so much. I'm just, we've got a ton of news on it, and it is part of our topic of the show, so we'll talk about Rainbow a little bit more um, later on. Anything else? Anything else you can plan? Uh, no, no, no. Just Overwatch and King Kingdom Come? Yeah. But I bet it'll survive so it turns up tomorrow, so... So where are your expectations on that? Low. <laughs> so it might surprise me. Um, I heard they didn't even get the freaking PlayStation version running until a few hours after it launched. What? <laughs> Did you hear about that? No. no it launched. Um, so they gave review codes out like a week early. But yeah. you need to be connected to their servers, whether you're playing online, offline obviously. or online. Um, yeah. And there was they had to deploy a patch to actually let people sign into their servers so the reviewers couldn't play it <laughs> but nobody could play oh, it until like a couple hours after lunch it was like update 1.02 or something that's not good so that's not a good start that set the tone for metal gear survive i'm really looking forward to playing it yeah i i agree i agree well you enjoyed the beta though right the beta was actually surprisingly enjoyable but i mean i would play that for like two or three hours so <laughs> fair enough um, let's get into the topic of the show this week, Gary. And the uh, topic of the show is all about Rainbow Six Siege, which is because I run the show and you got the notes and I got to pick where I put it. Ha <laughs> ha! Ubisoft to support Rainbow Six Siege for the next 10 years. This weekend saw Rainbow Six uh, Siege World's Best Players battle it out in the 2018 Invitational Tournament. Let me stop right there. Gary, remember when you said to me, what would get me into... Uh, Esports. I think that topic came up once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually watched some of this Invitational. Yeah. You know what I've learned? What did you learn? I just don't care. Yeah? I just <laughs> don't care. I really tried. And the only reason I watched it was because on Twitch, uh, they were giving out free... Um, if you watch the event for certain amounts of time, it dro- it did like a, a loop box type thing well a loot box but it was like a an item drop for watching the invitational which yep. then you could put on your gun and obviously i just left it up in the background and had like 26 drops only two of them were different i got a gold <laughs> and a silver wow well well fuck me sideways i'm all right um but i was watching it and i was like this is quite interesting i'm interested to see how pro players play but it wasn't... Damn it, I said interesting again. They fucked me. Now, chat has absolutely fucked me because I can see them in chat now laughing at me for saying it. Damn it! Um, yeah. Sounds like you had an interesting I, time, though. I need to think of different words for them interesting, which is really annoying. They've got in my head, I'm, and it's so hard. At this point, I'm just trolling chat. Like <laughs> <laughs> It... It was enjoyable, but it, I only watched it to find out other strats for me to play. I right. wasn't watching it because I thought it was fun to watch uh, professional players play. So, no. I don't think there's anything that's going to get me into esports. I love FIFA. I can't watch FIFA. I, I love Rainbow. I've tried to watch Rainbow. Overwatch does absolutely nothing for me. Is that over now? The, the, the... Uh, no, Stage 1 finished a week and a bit ago. It stopped, but Stage 2 starts like tomorrow, so. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's how much. Are you you still in? You still oh hell yeah, it? I'm still in. Like I really enjoy watching it. So I'm still. I only watch my team. I'm glad. But I don't watch like the whole thing. But 
Jeez. Uh, and Ubisoft was on hand to detail what is next for the game. Rainbow Six Siege has... Sorry. Rainbow Six Siege has, if not already, heard quite... L- what the hell? I'm all over the place. Let me make this text bigger because I definitely can't see. Uh, become one of Ubisoft's biggest games this weekend. UB boasted that Siege had 27 million players, although that is unclear of how many of these come in with the free weekend, which is very true. Quote, We've communicated already a couple of times that our vision for the game is to bring a hundred operators. Operators bring a different amount of characters in the game. Um, operators to Rainbow Six Siege, uh, brand director Andre Remy said at the event. Uh, today we have 36 operators. Year 3 will bring 8 more. Uh, that 100 is a symbol of the longevity we want to have for the game. Quote. We are saying extremely loudly here. There is no sequel planned. We will have. We will be here for the next 10 years. So expect more Rainbow Six in your life for quite some time. What do you make of this? Uh, it's interesting. Um, it's a hundred operators is ambitious though. Like, what have they got? Did they say thirty six? Yeah, and it's been out so for thirty six currently. Been a, a little bit years. Two years. This is this, this, is is, this season coming is the third season. Yeah, the third year uh, of yeah. what we have. I mean, how like I, I assume all the characters are like quite different from one another. Having only ever yeah, all the characters, all the all the characters are very different to one another. They they all have their own character uh, part in it. A little bit like Overwatch. Yeah, you yeah, yeah certain yeah, characters you play against yeah. certain other characters, stuff like that. Um, I think, to be honest with you, they're talking a load of crap when it comes to ten years. I don't see even as much as I love Yubi. I love Yubi. There, I I love Yubi as a as a uh, publisher developer, um, but. No, I'm sorry. If this game is still seeing the level of success that it's seeing, why are they not going to put out another $60 version Rainbow Six Siege 2? I don't know. I just... like, yeah, I see, where you're, like, I see where you're coming from. But at the same time, they've kind of been making those noises about like sticking with games longer, like live services and games as a service and what have you. Um, so I could, I could see them supporting it for a good long time. Ten years, though. Um, I mean, at a certain, I mean, new consoles are kind of come out before then, right? So, like, this is what Crash brought up. Crash, who plays with us, uh, Crash Nick on Twitch.tv slash Crash Nick. Um, for me, I agree with you. The next generation of consoles is surely the opportunity for them to go, come, like, to go, this is perfect. This is the new one. This is this yeah. is perfect. This is when you get Rainbow Six Siege Two. This is what I'm going to call it from now on. Um, I like the idea. I like the idea of what they're saying with ten op- ten years of operators. That would be fantastic. But I just don't see it. I just I generally don't don't see them not wanting to cash in on a number two of this. The Rainbow Rainbow the first Rainbow done six was successful. The second Rainbow I remember being super successful. This is the third one that's even more successful. Why would they not want to put out another seventy, sixty dollar game? I don't really get online stuff that all, all that much. Um I mean with they they run the risk of doing a Destiny two, for sure, where Destiny two came out and obviously it wasn't it didn't have as much in it, as, or it felt like it didn't have as much in it as Destiny 1 by the time Destiny 1 was over, when Destiny 2 came out. So there is that sort of angle to it, but I mean, 
a hundred, even that, a hundred operators. I mean, could you even have like a hundred different different characters? I think it would be ex- extremely hard to balance. Yeah, a hundred different characters that all. But I would have said that probably with fifty, and they're at thirty six. True. And it works. It right now, it works. I wouldn't say there's any character. There definitely is a a a uh, level of they bring out a character they are so overpowered yep. and they get reduced, but they do such a great job of balancing it very quickly um, for people to for them to put out their patches. I suppose it's just the, the way we play games now; it's so different, isn't it? 100%. Whereas there isn't just you put out a, a patch and it's done anymore. It's it's there's way more to it now. Yeah. Which means, like, that that kind of thing, like, it makes me think that maybe they can keep Rainbow Six, especially, like, a game like Rainbow Six going for quite a while. I mean, look at things like CSGO, which obviously is a big eSport, and I know it's not as big as Counter-Strike, but... What I would say is, for CSGO, though, is there is no balancing on uh, players. That literally comes down to skill. You have nothing over the other player. These operators all have special, unique abilities that you need to balance perfectly. So the next new characters that come out, um, oh, I'm forgetting their names now, but they have to play well with the other 36 characters that are already available. Like, there's no... There's no just throw them in there and the game's done sort of thing. With Counter-Strike, you jump in, you buy your gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was more just thinking from a, with a certain longevity goal, a perspective. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard. The one thing I would say, uh, would say is... Rainbow have not done well with their new maps. That's something that they've done a great job with them being free, which is something I love about Rainbow Six Siege, which is you can buy the season passes for season one, season two, season three to get the operator straight away. Or you can play the game so much that you can just buy them yourself with Rainbow Currency, which I think is amazing, personally, for me. 100%. I bought the game at... Um, I bought the game actually while after launch, but I bought it twice. I remember having it the first time, hated it thought it was garbage because it was such a hard learning curve rainbow and if you play it on your own you will struggle i mean this but if you play it with a squad it can be so much fun which is what i say to you so many times come play with us we'll get you in i wish you would have told me you didn't have it because i would i thought you had it i would have just sent you my copy i just sold my copy to cex because i bought it digitally because cd keys had it for like 10 pounds all right so i mean i'll just keep an eye out for a cheap copy one it's so good. It'll happen it's eventually, so I'm sure. Well, or Moody and Lyncher, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, he's pra- practically down the road as well, so he's prime position. They'll come for you. Yeah. They'll come for you. I'm going to start locking um, my door. <laughs> you don't do that already? It's just an interesting one. I, I just... I don't believe them when they say it. I think they could, Is that... but yeah. I don't know whether they will. Would, do you think that's a smart business decision? Yeah, I do. Um... Personally, because you can just keep adding to the player base. Like, let's say, God forbid, you stop playing Rainbow Six tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you, you, you woke up, you started streaming it, you'd lost interest, you decided, I've had enough, I'm going to give it a break. And then... Which I've done. A year's time from In a year's time, Season 4 is announced. And it's a bunch of stuff that's got you really excited and really interested for the game. That's not a new game. You don't have to drop 40 or £50 pounds to actually buy the game which you might not again. necessarily do, you can just download the updates, start playing Rainbow again, and maybe, because you haven't had to buy an entirely new game, maybe start throwing some money to buy in operators or whatever else you buy in the game. 
so it's the operators and then they've got the skins they've got charms it's like i got this really cool dinosaur charm it's fucking epic exactly um, <laughs> but i haven't bought any they've got the packs they've got the uh the packs that you can earn each 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 time you win a round you get a chance of winning a pack which is their their form of loot box um i know there's been a little bit of uh, uh upset in the community over the the outbreak loot boxes that are coming so yeah yeah we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see on this one gary we'll have to wait and see yeah let me tell you this episode of my xbox and me is brought to you by mike clinch and mike clinch says hello all how are you he doesn't he says hey 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 what's going on but i like to put a british accent on him because i'm british he also says please be sure to head over to twitch.tv slash mike lynch that is twitch.tv slash mike lynch and hit that follow button he is currently trying to get twitch affiliated and it would mean the world to him and myself and i'm sure gary too if we could all do that as a community for him also head over to his usual channel youtube.com slash mike lynch not the ukulele player it's now the lad that is doing vlogs. He's now got a vlog up, or coming up very soon, of him in Washington, D.C. I'm actually quite liking the vlogs. I get to see America a little bit more. He seems to be travelling really... around. I think last week he was in Chicago, I think, if I remember you saying. Chicago. Da, 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 da. I don't know if there's a song about Chicago, but it should be that. Um, Gary, should we get into the news Let's this week? Let's do it, man. Let's get into There's news. not a lot. Do you want to take the first story? Uh, yeah, I think I remember what the first story is. <laughs> What was the one that put it together? Phil. Phil. Good old Phil. Big Phil. Here we go. That's Rainbow Six. F- that, there we go. Phil Spencer talks about, quote, World of Pain following Xbox One launch. So this literally like just happened today. Thank yeah. God. Otherwise, we would have had very little to talk about. Very true. <laughs> and the story goes, during today's keynote at Dice Summit 2018, Phil Spencer discussed the cultural transformation that has been taking place at Microsoft over the past several years since he's taken leadership over the Xbox team and the lessons he's learned along the way. Quote, I'd been in my role for a month when I had the opportunity to speak to our Xbox team at an all-hands meeting. The team was in a world of pain. We hadn't done our best work with the announce of Xbox One. The product we built wasn't meeting the expectations of our customers. Market share was taking a nosedive and it was painful to read all the headlines. Spencer went on to note that the team at Xbox, quote, thought the leadership team had gone totally tone deaf about what, our conce- about what our customers were demanding from us. As such, Spencer said he had to not just win back consumers, but also win back the trust of his team. So he shared a confidential news with his team the company couldn't take public for a few months, which helped to establish trust among the team. Quote, it was a huge lesson about trust, but more than that, it was a lesson about empathy. It was about look up above. Sorry, it was about look up above the noise of the headlines and the weight of the emails and meeting my team at their heart. So the Xbox team at Microsoft hit the refresh button on both their communication and company culture. Over the past four years, Spencer said they've been moving from a quote know-it-all culture to a learn-it-all culture. End quote. There's a second part of that. This, which she talks about something different. Do you want to talk about this first, or just go through the whole thing? No, this stop there. And have a uh, have a little chat about that, shall we? For me, I totally love this quote. I've not actually had a chance to sit down and watch the keynote, but I do want to probably after I stream tonight. I'll probably watch it in bed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, what I'm hearing you say is absolutely amazing because I totally agree. Uh, the Don Matrix era of Xbox was a know-it-all. Yeah. Uh, this is what you want. Trust me. 
We know what you want. You don't tell us what you want. We know what you want. And you want football, Madden. You want TV, TV, TV. And you want a Halo, 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 TV, 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 football, Madden. Skype. And this Skype. Because we just bought Skype. It's really interesting to to hear um, Phil Spencer say, cool. I came in and I had to win the trust back of not only the player base, but we had to learn to get the trust back of his team as well. We Here on the podcast, we've always said in Phil we trust. I do. I genuinely do trust Phil Spencer. And am I a mug for that? Maybe. Because I don't know the man. I probably shouldn't trust someone I don't know. But I do believe he actually does have gamers at heart when he thinks of these business decisions and you can clearly tell he has changed the xbox ecosystem and changed the way xbox have been working over the last couple of years since he's been in charge um it's amazing i, I just love this 100 percent. i loved everything about the quote that's why i was i was glad i caught it for in time to just talk about it on the podcast yeah um it's fantastic i mean the, the xbox of like now is completely different from the xbox of four or five years ago when they did the the reveal i mean everybody who saw that reveal is probably never going to forget how terrible it was yeah um so it, it it's great to hear like phil talk in that kind of way as well just like being really open about it i think that's the point is it's something that i think playstation's always done a great had done had done i should say had done a great job of they had shuhei they had abon boyes they had mark cerny they've had um i'm missing somebody whoever they were human beings pardon me i did that last week as well burped on this podcast <laughs> this and um the, with this i feel like it's a case of we're finally starting to get human beings we've got mike kirabara we've got phil spencer we've got plenty of aaron greenberg we've got xbox's version of that i really 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 hope the next thing they do is they take the time to make an xbox event like they have ps uh ps experience they xbox need their version of that to show off the idea xbox games and to show off what xbox is about and to bring all the xbox players together and i feel like if they do that it will finally we'll finally start seeing xbox be a little bit more than just i feel like there's still a very big divide where playstation still do really well with their exclusives xbox don't i feel if we can get even more personal with their fans us they can do a really good job 100 percent, yeah absolutely everything you said is absolutely spot on there do you want to carry on with the quote yeah can do there's a second part to it um xbox head phil spencer also called out internet toxicity today, saying that games have a duty to be inclusive in his opening remarks at DICE 2018. Quote, Toxicity is a threat to our entire industry, end quote. Spencer told the assembled executives and developers at the Los Angeles convention, uh, Las Vegas convention, with the audience for video games expected to grow to 2 billion players in the next three years. Yeah. Spencer said that developers have an increased responsibility to make games for everyone. Quote, how do we transform our culture to accommodate games from different cultures and different backgrounds? End quote. Two billion. I mean, I know that's not the point of the the, the quote, but that's a lot. <laughs> Holy crap. Gaming's not a joke anymore. It's not. It's nice. We're not people in our mum's basements, even though I've had that said to me, which was funny. Yes, sir. Uh, did I tell you about this? I went to a, I went to a thing with Hayley, um, and the, somebody said to me, 
oh, so what do you do for a living? And I was like, I'm a video game journalist. That's what I try and say to people so they can kind of understand what it is I do. And uh, he's like, oh, so do you, I bet your mum doesn't like that. I was like, I wouldn't know, mate. I don't live with my mum. <laughs> and it was just hey, like ooh. one of those. <laughs> yeah, it was, but it was just like, really? Is that really what people still think? I know, like, it's mental, isn't it? We're in our mum's basements or like we're hidden away. Like just biggest entertainment industry in the planet and people still think that about the people who still play games. think it. It's fucking nuts. Still but I think it's I've heard Greg's Greg when they say this a lot and kinda of funny. It's because we do gaming is one of those things where we still have such ownership over it. Mm. If you like movies, you're not a movieist. You're not a gamers are still gamers. What do you do? I'm a gamer. But if you like films, you're just you like films. You go to the cinema. That's just something that you do. I feel like we're still so protected over it, and we still have the the fanboy wars, and we all still like to shout about our big plastic box, which we do. Or the people that have PCs and they're the worst because they're PC master race. Um, suck it, PC master race. Uh, which I find funny now because we have a lot of PC listeners now. Yeah, because of the because Xbox, of Xbox games, PC, yeah. yeah, and it's funny because people are just like, "Can you like stop?" I'm like, "No, fuck you, PC guys!" Like, but you have a PC. I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't use it like that. I use it for Excel spreadsheets. I don't use it to play games unless I have to. All right, unless it was PUBG or Siege every now and then. Sometimes I do. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, but yeah, I just think it's crazy. I totally agree with Phil though. Uh, inclusion. Yep. Inclusion is so important. Getting everybody. Um, involved, everybody accepted. Xbox are doing such a great job with Play Anywhere, in my opinion. I know people still have really bad opinions of it. Like, it's stupid. There's no such thing as an Xbox exclusive now. Why do you care? Like, genuinely, you get to play why a do game you care? wherever you want on a PC or an Xbox. It doesn't really matter to you personally so yeah it doesn't affect you in any way shape or form and if anything let's just say it like this imagine sunset overdrive a game that i love and i think is so super underrated Same. and so super underbought and it upsets me so deeply but imagine if play anywhere was that back then how many more copies this may have sold on pc for the pc audience just that game might have got a sequel I don't think it will ever get a sequel now, but it might have got a sequel. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy to think of. Um, I've just realised, I've been putting the show notes over our faces when I've been doing this show. I wondered. Didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. Thank you, everyone, for not letting me know. Like I I could see it out the corner of my eye, but I didn't know what was happening. Thank you, everybody. Make sure I'll make sure I'll put it over on this one from that one. So I'll be looking off screen. Uh, I'll take the next one. Kingdom Come Deliverance on Xbox One is a bit of a mess due to a confusing and you're gonna have to help me out here. What's that? I don't know. Well done. Confusing and something update process. Xbox One players are still trying to figure out <laughs> figure out how their version of Kingdom Come Deliverance compares to the one on PS4 and PC. Mixed messages from developers Warhouse Studios doesn't seem to be helping. Xbox One players reporting reported checking checking their current version of the game are finding it to be the 1.0.0.1008. Jesus. Implying you guys are nerds if you care about this. Implying the day one punch had not gone through. 
Rick later explained the description between the versions numbers were simply due to them being labeled differently depending on territory they were for. The version, quote, the version number can seem confusing, but they can be different based on location, he said in a later comment. You put a ton of more in I know, yeah. Do you want me to take it over? It was a little bit... I I could carry on. Many players remained unconvinced, however, or at the very least, confused. They believe some features of Kingdom Come Deliverance are available in the PS4 and PC uh, currently, but are not in the Xbox One. Like the ability to draw a bow while in stealth mode, i.e. crouching, unfortunately, without easy to locate patch notes for each platform to make any differences... uh, Explicit is hard to tell if these features were part of day one or another patch further confusing the status of the Xbox version. Pretty much stop there, to be fair. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But yeah, um... so it's a bit of a, a, a clusterfuck. A bit, yeah. It's like nobody knows whether the, like the Xbox One version is the same as the PC and the PS4 version. Um, and it seems like some people have. It seems like some people on other platforms have access to. Well, you call them features, but the ability to be able to draw a ball while crouching seems pretty, uh, should be pretty standard in a game, right? But, um, like, it's a bug on the Xbox version, but it seems like it's not necessarily a bug on the PC version or the PS4 version, so. That's really Mm. strange. (laughs) (laughs) That does, that's, they've got it messed up, right? I I mean, yeah, somehow something hasn't gone through, sir, or, like, they haven't applied the full patch to the xbox version or something's gone wrong i mean the game's buggy enough as it is anyway but uh, i've heard it's really buggy i was talking to my brother-in-law today he said there are bugs galore in this game 100 percent. yeah how many did you find while you were playing Sorry, check i haven't found any screen. no i haven't wow. i haven't found any bugs no i but like i said i didn't do anything gary That's true. i loaded up the game i walked to a town I punched a chicken and it went poof. I know, that was a I sold that chicken for coin. I then gambled the money away. I stole an axe to then give to my dad. He gave me money and then I beat up a gambler. I didn't do anything. Did you sling the poo at the house? Yeah, I did, yeah. See, I didn't do that. I was like, nah, boys, I'm too busy. I was trying so to get that's... a lockpick off, uh, what's his first, Fritz, to oh, steal yeah. the stuff off of the guy who you beat up at the beginning. Got oh why did, what, he had a lockpick he's got a, like the other like there was the axe and then the other stuff was in his chest uh, yeah I just used the key I he didn't gave know me a key. key oh he gave me a key because yeah. I whacked because you actually man. beat him up whereas I was still trying to figure oh out did how you to, not beat him I was up? still trying to figure out how to like do things <laughs> got you yeah got you got you got you got you got you so I'm on a whole like now. adventure with like clipping through everybody and. <laughs> Running out of stamina, oh, okay. you lose a bunch of stamina when you run into somebody. Like if you just like touch someone, like you lose like a massive chunk of stamina. I kept crouching instead of running because yeah. it's on Cause that I fought stick. the sprint button. Yeah. I'm like, what are you? Do- no, that's ah. yeah, frustrating. Yeah. Do you want to take the next piece of news? I can't do. Can't do. Sledgehammer Games. Sledgehammer yeah. Games co-founders leave studio, but are set to remain with Activision. Ooh. Ooh. Sledgehammer Games co-founders and Call of Duty World War II directors Michael Condry and Glenn Schofield have left the company they started, Kotaku has learned. Aaron Halen will take over at the top role at the studio. And then there's a whole quote from Activision uh, talking about their departure, which says, Following the incredible success of Call of Duty World War II, Glenn Schofield and Michael Condry have decided to transition from their duties at Sledgehammer Games to new executive duties inside Activision. 
We thank Glenn and Michael for their tremendous body of work on Call of Duty and look forward to continuing to collaborate them with them in their new roles. And then they just go on to talk about Aaron and the change and the change at the studio, where he's been like in the industry for twenty years. It's not really that okay. interesting I, to read through. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, these are the like. It's just interesting that like, are they starting a new studio? Are they overseeing Call of Duty as a whole now? I mean, they're two really, really talented guys. I don't know. I just. Call of Duty World War Two was always going to work. Yeah, it was World War Two, right? <laughs> it was World War Two. It was always going to work. Like, I just find that the incredible success. It's like, well, come on, it's Call of Duty. It's always successful. Mm. But you know, whatever. Um, yeah, cool. Next piece of news: Microsoft named one of 2018's most ethical companies. Mm. 2018 was <laughs> 2018. Uh, the world, sorry, the 2018's world's most ethical companies. What is this? Charts include a total of 12, uh, 12, 12 time honors and 15 first time honors. Honorees? Honorees. With honorees, sorry, with the famous. What the hell is this, Gary? I know, like, look, right, like Microsoft was voted one of the most ethical companies in the world this year and. Reddit seems really interested in that, and there really wasn't anything else to talk about. I'm sorry. Man, talk no. about a slow news it week. so slow. Like, nothing has happened this week. For famous names such as Microsoft, LinkedIn, <laughs> Adobe, and Dell, what's important to know, however, is that Microsoft's rivals such as Apple and Google and Sony are missing from the research. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I just don't give a fuck. Although, like, <laughs> like, fair play if you, like, powering through, the, like, the first like, paragraph of that anyway. I started, and I was just like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I checked these show notes beforehand, and I just saw, all right, cool. Like, Mate, nothing happened this week. <laughs> I know, I'm, I know. But I'll tell you something that did happen, Gary. Go on. The games with gold games were announced. Ew. And there was a little bit of... Uh, a fight. <laughs> A fight in the uh, in the uh, oh with my Xbox and me Facebook group between myself and Mr. Moody because he's a liar. But I'll tell you why in just a moment. Uh, if you're looking forward to March's games with gold, here they are. It's for Xbox One. You are getting Trolls of the Blood Dragon from March 1st to March 31st, and Super Hot from March 16th to April 15th. On the 360 side, also playable on the Xbox One. Uh, you are getting Brave, the video game, from March 1st to March 15th, and Quantum Conundrum from March 16th to March 31. Now, let's start off by saying. Gary, is this a bad month? No, it's not a bad month. And I'll tell you why, Fix. Because Superhot is fucking awesome. Fantastic game. Fantastic video game. Fantastic. Played it on PC. Had a lot of fun. Played it at EGX two years ago. Mm-hmm. At a kiosk demo. That sounds Had cool. a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. I say this month, pretty good month, due just to Super Hot on its own. Yep. I, for one, cannot speak about these other video games because I, for one, have not played them. Just like one Mr. Moody, who claims in my Xbox and me Facebook group, which you should all go check out, uh, facebook.com slash group slash my Xbox and me. Just search it, you'll find it. He claims that he has played all of these games 
and they're all bad. Even Bray? But, 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 what he claims also is he didn't play them on his profile. I, for one, oh. call bullshit. You're telling me of the four games that he's played, these games, and he just happens to not play them on his account. I don't know, man. Like, what other account did you play them on? Clearly, he's his cousins and his nephews and his his sisters and all of those. Yeah. Do you believe him, or am I right? I think that this You have month... to pick a side. Do not try the hell get out of this. Fuck. <laughs> Do not even try what if and I get just, out What of if this. I just ran right now? Well, just look. I've lost co-hosts before. <laughs> Bet one's never run screaming from the podcast, though. <laughs> you clearly never met Kevin Tarney. I um, didn't. Oh, you're right. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I think it's a decent month, to be honest with you. Again, free games are free games. They're not free games. You pay for those games. So the games you paid for are the games you paid for, and you happen to get them. All right? There you go. I'm, I'm not arguing with you. Next story is about a company that I love dearly, Gary. Would you like to speak about them? I do love. Fantastic company. I do love these guys. This is a very short one, though. Remedy's mysterious P7 slated for 2019 launch. The studio is working on a second game. Remedy's new project, codenamed P7, is slated for a 2019 release. The third-person action game was referenced in the company's financial statement and is currently in production and progressing according to plans. It's described as, quote, a cinematic third-person action game set in a new Remedy-created universe and will apparently create game mechanics and storytelling techniques that will offer gamers longer-lasting game experience, as well as also offering the deepest game mechanics yet in a Remedy game, end quote. And another Unrevealed game was also referenced, with Remedy hiring staff to work on the project this year. Yay, Remedy. Remedy, a great, great studio. Um, I obviously, for one, love Remedy games. Love Alan Wake. Liked Quantum Break. Uh, Max Payne was obviously well ahead of its time. Uh, the first game. Super upset they're not going to be exclusive to Xbox, just because I felt like Xbox needed Remedy in that way. Probably they gave them something unique uh, that no other studio could give them. But I am quite happy that everyone's going to get to experience their games for the first time. If you were a PlayStation uh, only gamer, because that's where you choose to play your games, you're finally going to get to experience what a lot of us have already experienced that Remedy make such top quality games. Uh, I'm super happy that a cinematic third person action game. I love cinematics. I love third person. And I love action. And so that I works for me. And I, I believe Remedy will make an amazing game no matter what it is. Um, I hope that it is very single player, which I know they've already come out and I said think it, yeah. it's going to have multiplayer. Um, I hope it's still very story driven because that's something I feel like there's not many companies that I put up there with Remedy. There's Naughty Dog, obviously, Remedy. I would even say uh, you've got to give Gorilla credit now for the Horizon series. Um, but Remedy are, are up there when it comes to storytelling for me. Alan Wake is... Oh, I love that so game so good. much. I'm so, so good that there hasn't been a another one. Yeah, so I'm just super happy about this, if I'm being honest. Um, 
next story is about a company that, dude, I've been super interested in lately. I know we're live right now on Twitch, but I've been watching a few mixer streams here and there. And I super like what they're doing over there, man. Super like it. Like, oh, it's annoying how much I like it. I know, it. it's uh, anyway. how feel. <laughs> Mixer introducing direct purchasing. So for those who don't understand what this is, this is, so say you're watching myself or Gary, me on twitch.tv slash mcfixer or Gary on words about games, uh, twitch.tv slash words about games. Um, this would be, the game would be up on the screen and you would just literally move your mouse up over the screen and click it and you could be in the store of wherever this is where it won't won't work on twitch and why they have it underneath the game it takes you to amazon because they're owned by amazon which makes perfect sense don't get me wrong um on this i believe let me read the story and then you'll understand uh, as we mentioned a few weeks ago we're investing in new ways for our streamers to build successful communities on mixer in the next few days you'll start to see direct purchase features with mixers partners expect it to roll out widely across the platform in the coming months we're con- constantly hearing, uh, sorry, we constantly hear from gamers that what motivates new purchases are streamers, which is very true. I've had people message me literally yesterday, no, today I think I got the message about someone bought Rainbow Six because of me, which is fantastic, obviously. Um, I get nothing from that, as I said, apart from a pat on my own back, but, you know, it's cool. Um, uh, sorry, where did I go? Uh, we consistently hear from gamers that, what motivates you for new purchases are streamers, content and recommendations from many of us. Watching a game stream is the best way to discover new games, to enjoy it or just see what an older game is all about for the first time. Streamers often recommend games and DLC to their audience and we support rewarding them purchases made based on their recommendation and gameplay. That's the goal for our Mixer Direct purchase. When a streamer active when a streamer activities direct purchase their viewers be able so they will be able to buy the game directly or DLC from their stream right from their channel page. The entire purchase happens within Mixer without having them to leave the stream to complete the transaction. One purchased uh, the digital content is automatically added to the buyer's Xbox or Windows 10 games library where you can then download at your own convenience. No separate codes or tokens required at launch. Streamers will earn 5% for every purchase that happens on their channel. Remember, you're supporting your favorite streamer by purchasing games through Mixer. Cool. Like, I think this is cool. Yeah, I do. No, it really is. The fact that you can just, do it all inside Mixer. Have you as seen well. it? Did you see the Did you see the article? Literally, yeah. This is the so first I heard of it. The actual article, you actually, I actually looked at it. So you click it, and then it scrolls. It comes up with the game, and then if there's DLC, it comes up with the DLC tab or like skins tab, and every it's super laid out, nice and cool. It seems like it's going to be super smooth. Like everything is on Mixer. Mixer is so it, good. It's so good, and it upsets me so much that I am a Twitch affiliate. Not that I'm a Twitch affiliate, because I love the fact that I can earn money through subs, which I hope anyone goes and does, or through bits and stuff like that. But Mixer, with the low latency, with the co-streaming, with the it is just getting so good that I'm like, oh, God, what do I do? <laughs> like, yup. It's frustrating. Super, 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 super frustrating, but... 
you know, this is this is the this is where I chose to lay tonight. So I will sleep here, shall I? You know, it's one of them things. That was almost Gary, profound. Are you are you tempted to even move over? Like, because you're very yeah. early. I mean, you're I, super early in in your in your your Twitch reign. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't thought about it. Right? It's it's like even like, what's the main game I stream? Like around new releases and whatnot. The main game I stream is Overwatch. Where do I stream at? I stream on Xbox. How many people am I playing with? I'm playing with five other people. Core streaming is really really interesting to me. It, just for that reason alone. Um, yeah. But because of the way like I do games, like I play a ton of like when I'm doing like first impression stuff, it's like Twitch is the place to be because I don't play everything on Xbox and sometimes it's on PC, sometimes it's on PS4, sometimes it's on Switch. But you can still stream all those things on Mixer. Wait, what? <laughs> is Mix? You can still stream PC games and PS4 games on Mixer. Oh, all right. See you later, Twitch. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can still you can still do that. I just I love the the problem for me is it comes to reach and for me streamers there's already a million streamers out there more than a million um but so you need the biggest amount of audience to get your eyeballs on you and for me it's a hard one because i want there to be a case where people are watching my stuff and i'm easily found and stuff like that which mixer do a great job of and they do shine the light on small stream especially with stuff like um the the what's the zone called oh, friend no not the friend zone i know you sure you've been there plenty of times um <laughs> what's the zone called that you the, the the PUBG zone gary help me i out don't here. know man like don't shout at me please <laughs> um oh god that's gonna play on me and that's um, gonna annoy the hell out of me anyway the zone thing and like it does shine a light on new and small and up-and-coming streamers but that being said twitch has the eyeballs Mm -hmm. and twitch has the money and i really hope that amazon put more money in twitch and we do get stuff like co-streaming and i do hope they figure out the latency issue which there's not like it's like 12 seconds or something like that but when your competitor's got like one second Mm -hmm. and you've got 12 seconds it's like can we get that down to five seconds Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I would just love those 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 things to be ironed out. But we'll see, we'll see. Gary, you want to get into fix the sack? Always, always. Sure. Let's jump into fix the sack. This is where you can email in my Xbox and me podcast at gmail dot com. I asked people to reach out last week if they listen to the show uh, and tell me about their Gears of War ideas. What game would you like to see? Uh, the Gears of War franchise take on next. We got one email coming from that, and it was from our boy Paul Downs, who said, "A Gears of War trading card game. Why not? Why? Why not? Not what I would have <laughs> went with, personally, from a Gears of War series. But sure, Paul, sure, you're more than welcome to have that. Um, do you want to take our only email, our only real email for this episode? Yeah, no one, no one emailed in until fixed to play Overwatch. I'm- I'm devastated. Do you know what that means? I'm not playing Overwatch. Hello, you sexy men. Hope you are well, kicking butt, and playing some games. My question is about the rumor that Disney might be looking at another developer to make their Star Wars games. Who do you think Disney should go with? 
or should they do what Marvel do with their games and use multiple game devs? Thank you, your friend and lover, Mr. Moody. Yeah, I remember this one being kicked about, the rumour mill. I didn't want to report on it due to the fact that I don't really care about Star Wars in that big of a way. Um, Jar Jar Binks is still the best character out there. But... Every time, it just it, like, piece of me just dies. Every time you say <laughs> but, that. But, that being said, um, I personally think they should go with whoever the, it fits. I don't think it going with EA or going with this person or going with that person i just think that you give the games to the people that want to do the games and will do the games right yeah um signing a 10-year lease with ea obviously has its advantages and it has its disadvantages as i'm sure disney have learned yes now now they were they love the money up front i'm sure two games in but five now years that but now that they're messing it, messing it up, I wouldn't mind the two games with five years, which that's not really the, the, the problem with me. It's the, the two games with five years that are, one was okay, and the other one was absolutely destroyed for loot boxes and microtransactions. Yeah. So it's like, you didn't even do it right. One of them wasn't right. Let's not forget the second one was an apology for the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to let them forget that. <laughs> That's that's very true. Um, very true. What would you do? What would you do if you were doing? I'd do what Marvel do. That's exactly. He's hit the nail right on the head. I'd do what they're doing with the Marvel games, and I'd either approach studios to make specific types of Star Wars games, or um, I'd just let studios pitch and buy pitches and say, "Yeah, that sounds really good. Here's some money. Go make that Star Wars game that you've just pitched because it sounds like something we want to do." Would you say all non-canon? Um, being a Star, being a Star Wars um, nerd fan, <laughs> fan. <laughs> I was going to say something horrible, but I didn't. Uh, Star Wars fan before. that you are. Um, I think I think they should do what Disney are doing, especially with uh, Marvel doing. I should say sorry with uh, Spider Man for the PlayStation. I know it's not so much on here, but it's a non-canon game. They get to tell their story. Mm-hmm. They get their game, and then it's done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to play into the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think the same thing with Star Wars would be perfect. I personally would love a Jar Jar Binks game. Oh, God. Like him running around saying, Mr. Mr. Jar. Don't kill him. (laughs) Do not have a podcast anymore? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it'd be an interesting one. It'd be an interesting one. I mean, they could do the canon Um, thing. They could just approach it game by game, right? And just tell people which ones are canon and which ones aren't or just have them all be canon or just have them all be non-canon yeah exactly exactly well gary that is it already that is that is that is what do you mean already that's our that's our show still we managed to stretch that news we out stretched that shit to show hour. to yeah, an hour man. still i'm yeah, proud of us i'm proud <laughs> of us um please be sure to email in my xbox and me podcast at gmail.com if you are listening to this show live right now on twitch.tv slash mcfixer, we need your feedback. If you would like a live Q&A session to the podcast, we can do that. If you would like um, other segments added, let us know. Tell me and tell Gary, let us know what it is you want. You can follow us on Twitter, at myxboxandme. You can do a ton of other things, um, which we we can start changing the show a little bit. The show's been the same way for a little bit. We added topic of the show. We've added games with gold. We've added fix the sack as time goes on. But it's time for the show to evolve again. 
Um, so if, if live Q&A is something you guys want to do part of the show, um, I think it's definitely something we could add in. Uh, as long as everyone's still happy, we can figure this out. But let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here, Gary. What have you got to plug this week, my friend? Uh, funnily enough, uh, we're doing our 100th episode of um, our Words About Games cast uh, this weekend. And we're streaming it and- live on Twitch for the first time. And you're inviting me on. Oh, Gary, I've wanted to be on the show for a while. Just, I've been waiting for the invite, and I am so thankful that you are taking the opportunity right now to invite me on the show. Episode 100 is a big one. Yeah, man. I I, I get you. That's a big one, and I see why you'd want to bring in MC Fixer for that show. I get it, bro. So I'll be, you're right, I will be there. And apparently Fix is going to be there too. (laughs) <laughs> anything else you want to plug no out? that'll do for now um, as always be sure to hit that follow button on the Twitch uh, be sure to go support the My Xbox and Me channel which is so close to 150 subscribers Ooh. which I'm super proud of uh, it's My Xbox and Me podcast at gmail.com uh, go hit a subscribe over there you can follow me on my personal channel MC Fixer uh, and apart from that Patreon of course I've, I, I've had some amazing support this month which I'm super thankful for I always do like an end of month round up uh, post uh, of like all the Patreon supporters I get just saying thank you like the fact you changed my life and stuff like that um if we can keep going, I am. We're getting that step closer, and that step closer, and that step closer. So please, if we can get there, it would mean the world to me. Again, Patreon.com/slash/MCFixer. Get your goodies over there, uh, Gary. Until next week, I will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Bye. <laughs> all right. Well, we're still live. Uh, that was anticlimactic. We're still live. Oh. I'll keep my pants on then.